this episode of My Cat's Tale, let's meet Oliver James Bigpaws. This is a very fluffy Norwegian forest cat who should be living north of the tree line. He was just wandering about having a little look and looking like a stupid cat, frankly. He chose us, which we were very, very honoured to be chosen by Oliver James Cat with two names. Joining me now on My Cat's Tale, we have Annette, and we're busy here comparing notes of, oh, we're so old, we remember when this was on the radio. And <laughs> I don't even think this podcast is on the radio yet. Hello, Annette. <laughs> Hi, Ewan. Lovely to see you. There is this lovely touch of reminiscence and memories and love when we do these podcasts, mostly because of the cats, but it does it's a chance mm-hmm. for us all to sort of, sort of look back in, in our life in a different way. And I suppose we're going to talk about Oliver now. And yeah. we're going to look back at Oliver, and that also looks back mm-hmm. on your life as well. But let's let's start present day. Where is the little Torak? He is very busy looking at the inside of his eyelids on the snuggler. What a he's lucky, lucky cat! Yeah, he's he's been outside. I mean, you know, this is a very fluffy Norwegian forest cat who should be living north of the tree line but actually is living in suburban Bradley Stoke, just outside Bristol. And he's popped his head outside. He's had a little look about, you know, paws feeling the ground a little bit and decided that, no, actually, he's coming back inside. So, yeah, he's faster bobos. A lot of people will have seen Oliver's pictures online, on Twitter, and as always, Mm -hmm. we'll have the links back. But for those who haven't or are just getting to meet Oliver now, a Norwegian snow forest cat. Is that is that right? No, Norwegian forest cat. Oh, tell me about this breed, because uh, I'm new to all the breed names. I just know big cat, oh. little cat, fluffy cat, not fluffy cat. <laughs> and all I can see is big well, this and fluffy. Big and fluffy is absolutely right. He's um, It's a very old breed. Um, they It seems as if they probably spread around with the Vikings. They're, so then they are Norwegian. Um, legend has it that they pulled Freya's chariot, the goddess Freya's chariot, and uh, they're big, they're strong, they love to climb, um, they're very, very calm, very easygoing cats, um, they have very, very strong claws, and I know because I've got the scars to prove it, she says proudly. Um, he weighs about a stone. And, uh, yeah, most of it is fluff and muscle. He's a he's a chunky monkey. It's all fluff and muscle. Thank you. We've got the tagline for the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> when you, how did you, how did Oliver come into your family? Well, um, he lived around the corner from us um, with a couple who were very fond of um, adopting animals and uh you know rescue animals very kind people uh they they had they ended up with five dogs at one point in a two-bed home uh and ollie was there as well and ollie basically voted with his paws because one of the dogs was um a sight hound that definitely had its eye on ollie 
And he's very calm around dogs, but he does know when there's a threat in a dog. So uh, he basically moved out and moved in with us. And that was it. On the human side of things, how, mm-hmm. how did that make you feel? I mean, were you, were you looking for a cat? Do you have other cats? Well, when Ollie first... That happened over a period of a few years, actually. When, when Ollie first rocked up in the neighbourhood, he was wandering around. Um, he was obviously very young, and he was just wandering about having a little look and, and looking like a stupid cat, frankly. Um, you know, young, inexperienced... At that point, we had a cat called Murphy, who was an ex-street cat and who was very, very um, dominant, shall we say, Uh, beat up most of the cats in the neighbourhood, you know, career criminal. Um, And uh, Ollie didn't really come in our garden because that's not his style. You know, he's he's not a fighter. Uh, But then 10 days after Murphy left us and went over that rainbow bridge, Ollie rocked up and looked at us and meowed and came in the house and lay about on the coffee table. And it was lovely just to have a cat to sort of ease the pain of having lost Murphy. So anyway, he kept coming back and visiting. And um, then he he turned up one day. This went on for quite some time. And he turned up one day um, and he was injured. And it was about five o'clock in the morning. Um, And so we couldn't get hold of his then owners. So to cut a long story short, we took him to the vet. And uh, when we did manage to get hold of his owner, she said to us, "Um, do you mind looking after him? Because I I can't take the time off to, to stay in with him because he had to be kept indoors. So we did that as well. So he kind of almost had two homes for a while, them and us and eventually he chose us which we were very very honored very honored indeed to be chosen by oliver james cat with two names what was i mean there must have been a point where the sort of ownership of a cat is just is a nice idea but it doesn't exist um no. but the idea of let's go with guardianship yes was there, was there a, right we are now the guardians was there that discussion with his um, then owners? The, there wasn't really a discussion as such. It just kind of happened. Um, but they did, um, they basically just let him make the choice himself, which was very good of them. Very good of them. Um, and uh, and we were very happy to have him. We made that very clear that we were very happy to take him on and look after him and, you know, pay his vet bills, etc., And so that was the arrangement that we came to. It, it just sounds so civilised, homely, but I think the biggest word I'm coming to there is respectful. Yes, yeah. I mean, they, they were genuine animal lovers. Um, they were more into dogs and horses than they were cats. They didn't have a huge understanding of the cat. So what, did they think um, Oliver was just a very small horse then? Yeah, I think they probably did, actually. <laughs> um, I mean, they they thought he was a Maine Coon, and he's definitely not a Maine Coon. Um, they tried to bond with him by keeping him indoors for a month. Well, that would have driven him insane, because that's just not what you do with these cats. 
they you have to be able to be brave and let them live their life because they are very outdoorsy sorts of cats not that you'd know it at the moment looking at him because as i say he is pushing up the zeds on the snuggliest seat in the house but you know he loves to be outside and to try and keep him in would just be cruel couldn't possibly do it so how long has oliver been living with you as guardians now yes um coming up to um let me just say six years and it's been a good six years oh fabulous absolutely fabulous he's a real joy yeah even when he bites me he's still a real joy (laughs) why do you think he was you said there 10 days was it like he was keen to visit you to to move in with you you were so accommodating almost like oliver pardon my english but Oliver, almost like a rebound cat, just for, I just need a little bit of help here mm-hmm. to get over the loss of Murphy. Mm. But then to have him suddenly accepting a, a new cat into your household, at least a presence, very quickly. It felt like the right thing. I, c- I can't really put it any any higher than, than that or, or make it any more complicated than that. It just felt like the right thing. It was almost as if Murphy would said, all right, mate, over to you you can have him now um you know it's uh it was lovely it was and it did it did ease things I mean we there were times when we didn't see him for weeks in the early stages of his visitations but it was lovely to know he was about and yeah and when he did move in we were just absolutely delighted and you know the people who'd had him were very kind to let him come and uh yeah we loved it loved it and he's just brilliant. Absolutely adore him. What sort of cat is he now? Um, easygoing, by and large. He loves to be brushed. Um, he's not he's not massively driven by food, actually. Um, he he likes to play, but he's getting older now, so he now has to have an, an injection once a month to help him. He's a bit arthritic in his hip. Um, but that injection, it's like I wish I could have one. You know, he goes from walking up the stairs to zooming up the stairs like a kitten. It's absolutely incredible, this stuff. Um, And it should be because it costs a lot of money. But hey, we'll draw a veil over that bit. (laughs) We don't mind spending it on him. He's very welcome to it. Um, He, you do have to do things on his terms. When it comes to snuggling, cuddling, that sort of thing. When he wants to be cuddled, he very much lets you know. But when he's had enough, he also lets you know. And every now and again, if you, what we do, we sit on the bed and um, he, he sits in between my legs and, I, and lies on his side so I can stroke his belly and just sort of snuggle my fingers into his ruff at the same time. So he's got a hand both sides. But the one on the tummy, whilst he loves it, you know, he lifts his leg up so you can get your hand underneath and everything. But you've got to be careful because if you don't concentrate, he'll suddenly turn around and smack you one. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. That's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No. (laughs) Could you give us some warning? No. No. (laughs) And on that sense, so does he also pick up when you need? Will he ever be proactive when you need help when you need 
the presence of a cat around you. Yes, I think he's very good about that. I, I had um, breast cancer during lockdown and I was quite poorly. I had to have chemotherapy and then surgery and then radiotherapy. Um, all throughout that time, he wasn't clingy, but he was there. And, you know, I was just saying about how he can give you a smack when he's not too keen on something. Not once did he even make an indentation in me the whole time I was poorly, which is brilliant because that's the sort of thing that, you know, you get really nasty infections from because obviously when you're having chemo, your immune system's just shot away. So he was a very good boy, a very good boy, very calm. Um, yeah, just was around, you know, he, he made himself very present, but he wasn't sort of doing anything intrusive. He was lovely. Very good boy. Yeah. And it's not like you could sit down with Oliver and say, this is happening to my body yeah. and my brain is going to be all over the shop. But yet he still knew. Yeah. And, you know, I thought um, he he obviously picked up on the initial stress that myself and my husband went through with my diagnosis because he started to pull his fur out. He had a little bald patch on his back. And it was only when we took him to the vet, I thought mm, something's irritated his skin. And it was only when we took him to the vet and she said, has anything changed recently? Is anything, you know, is there an unusual amount of stress in the house? I went, oh yeah, there is actually. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah, oh dear. So he obviously picked up on that because I'm the one he's very, very close to. He, he still loves my husband. They, they get on very well, but he seems to be more imprinted, if you like, on me. Um, and uh, I wondered if the chemo would make me smell weird. And to be honest, it probably did to a cat. But I, I was worried it might sort of put him off being anywhere near me. But it didn't. He was he was fine. Yeah. Bless him. And, <laughs> and is he still fine? Or is he, is, he, is he back to being swipey? Is he sort of, okay, you're, you're, you're on the road to being men now. I don't need to be so nice around you now and yes. I can just yeah. go back to being a cat. Yeah, absolutely. He's 100% feline. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I will get a clout if I get it wrong. Yeah. And it's always my fault. I never blame him. It is always my fault because in, in, in our world, it's us that cause the problems for cats, not cats causing the problems for us. And what about around and outside the house? You say there he's very much uh, a cat who goes outdoors as well as mm -hmm. indoors mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Is he an adventuresome outdoor cat or is he just that I'm just going to go down to the bottom of the garden path and that's far enough? Oh, no, no, no. He's roamed this neighbourhood for quite some time, believe you me. Yeah, he likes to go out and have a little mooch about, see what's going on. He doesn't go as far as he used to because he he... He knows where he lives. He's an older cat now. So, um, but he does like to go out and goodness only knows where he goes at night. I don't know if he just goes in the garden or if he's, you know, whooping it up three streets away. I've no idea what he gets up to. Bless him. Yeah, he has got a little friend that lives next door. Uh, I don't think he, well, a little friend. Uh, well, I refer to her as his irritating little sister. <laughs> because um she's she's called Maisie and she's our neighbor's cat they had her from a kitten 
And as soon as she could get over the fence, she came to visit and she just followed him about everywhere. And he would sort of look over his shoulder and you could almost see him rolling his eyes and going, oh God, it's her again. <laughs> Bless her. But she comes in the house and she plays with his toys and she eats his food. And if we can't get it off the floor in time, she's, you know, the first thing you know about Maisie is she's here because you can hear her crunching on his biscuits. Um, but yeah, he just sits and lets her do it. We've watched her jump over him when he's been um, sitting in the back doorway. She's jumped over him in order to come in and play with his toys. And he just lets her. Doesn't mind at all. So it's like an old sort of... Uh... And, and there's some, there's no, so many ways you could imprint a different emotion on that because is that just mm-hmm. a, an old granddad sitting there in a rocking chair? Uh, is it Walter Matthau just going, oh, I can't be bothered. No, just, just go go out and dance. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, it's more Walter Matthau then, is he? Oh, definitely. Kids, look him up on <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, definitely more Walter Matthau, definitely. Yeah, I love him. How much of a difference has he made? Oh, huge difference. Yeah. He, I mean, he he really does bring us such joy. We we love him to bits. Love him to bits. He's got, you know, he talks to us. We use, um, we've got special words with him. We call him a million and one different names, or I do. Um, uh, yeah, he's he's a real joy. We absolutely love having him live with us and we do feel very privileged that he chose to live with us because almost anybody would have taken him in he's such a nice cat and he's very handsome so that kind of makes him appealing to people as well whereas to me all cats are beautiful um whether they're squinty bald i don't care you know i just love the cat as an animal um but ollie bobs is uh, yeah he's a bit of a handsome dude i have to say and what happens next? No, that's a terrible question for me. <laughs> <laughs> what happens next? Yeah. No, he runs away and chooses somebody else. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what can you say to that? Uh, <laughs> that that's quite an existential question. Is, really. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Where are we going with that one then, Ewan? I don't know. I'm trying to decide whether I'm gonna leave it in the edit or not. <laughs> I might just leave that in the edit because sometimes oh, these things just go wrong, listeners. Yeah, love it. Love it. <sighs> oh, well, you know, okay, right. Well, we, what's next for Oliver is he enjoys the rest of his life. What's next for you and our listeners is we all enjoy all of our lives. And it's just the presence of cats and animals. Yes. Just, I mean, it certainly feels like it has brought a sense of calm to your household. Yeah, he makes things complete. We're a unit. The three of us are a unit. Me, my husband, Steve, and the cat. Yeah, the three of us are a unit. And it has been really wonderful for you to come on the show and and share Oliver's tale with us. Thank you very much. Thank you for asking, Ewan. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And for those people who want to see this massive burst of quite definitely not Norwegian main coon it was dead when he came in there's a monty python line in there and it's too late at night so let's just assume i've skillfully managed to get that in there where can we find pictures of him online um he's on twitter he doesn't have a social media presence other than twitter at ollie underscore big paws 
And we'll have a link to that back at our website as well, mycatstailpod.com. Annette, once again, thank you very much for sharing Ollie's tale with us. Thank you for asking you, and it's been an absolute pleasure. You've been listening to My Cat's Tale, a Spence Media production. Listen to more tales of our perfect pets at mycatstailpod.com and support us on Patreon. Oliver there, Oliver Big Paws, Oliver James Big Paws, Ollie, hey you, whatever. We all have our names for our cats and all our cats have a tale to tell. That's what we do here on My Cat's Tale Podcast and a little favour I'd like to ask from you. It helps us get these tales out. Give us a rating on your favourite podcast app. It's probably in the phone app that you're using just now or online. You can give us stars. You could even leave us a review, but do. Those stars are important. It helps other people find us. And I'll find you next week.